Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to episode 169 of the Naturally Nourished podcast. By the time this episode airs, we'll be just after Christmas and hopefully listeners are enjoying some time to hunker down, rest, and reflect before 2020 comes into full swing. So today we're going to just keep it light and talk about resolutions and setting focus for the new year. Yes, this is always one of my favorite episodes because to be frank, uh, it's like live radio in the sense that I don't prepare and I just am able to talk from my gut. So we'll see what comes out in the resolutions and commitments that I make today, Becky. And (laughs) hopefully, uh, you know, I always love this time of the year as a way to really reflect and look forward to taking the world by storm, you know, doing all the things. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Can't wait to hear what comes out. Um, So (laughs) let's get into, before we jump into it, um, any updates? I think just the big thing to let you guys know that's timely is that spots are filling up for the virtual 12-week food as medicine ketosis class. It starts Wednesday, January 8th. And the class goes from noon until 1.30 Central Standard Time. Uh, Really, it's noon to 1, but I'm just doing the courtesy of letting you guys know that it's not going to be a hard stop. And most classes run the length of like 75 minutes. So, you know, in case you need to block your your calendars at work or whatnot, that's what it would look like. Um, As always, all of the live classes are going to be uploaded and you will be able to view those within likely an hour of the live course itself. So that means that you can watch it, you know, Wednesday evening, Saturday morning, whenever you do watch it, I just say commit to a standard time so that you stay, you know, of course, on program in the sense of what we're moving forward with, with materials, and you have that accountability, and then you can maintain engagement within the community through the social media pages and whatnot. Um, But that's a great way to stay the pace of the 12-week course. And there are six classes. They are delivered every other week. It is fantastic. It is where functional medicine and food as medicine merge with nutritional ketosis. And if you're wanting to just kind of get a taste or not totally sold on signing up, hopefully we still have spaces by the time this episode airs. I think we will. Um, But we are planning to do a free kind of intro class on keto as medicine as a webinar on January 6th. What do we say? 6 p.m. Central? Yep. That's right. And in the show notes, you can find a link to register for this webinar. So same as we did with the detox webinar, we'll host it on Zoom and then likely stream it over on Facebook as well, just so we can catch any overflow, uh, overflow, (laughs) overflow. Um, And then we'll also upload that class to YouTube so that you guys can watch it after the fact. Totally. And there'll also, of course, be links to signing up for the ketosis program if you just know you need it. And uh, that URL directly will be AllieMillerRD.com slash ketosis hyphen class. And I think we'll get to talking about keto as a, a solution for some of the areas of focus for listener revolutions and all of the things today. So more on that later. Um, before we jump into today's topic, let's just have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode, Harper and Soul. Yes. Harper and Soul provisions make fat-fueled, nut-nutrient-rich, savory, and lightly sweetened nut nolas, if you will. Um, They are made with whole real food ingredients and are fresh, scratch-made spices, complex flavor profiles, which are user-friendly for all household members. Uh, The flavors that are available are cardamom coconut, rosemary maple, ginger snap, and turmeric cracked pepper. All of them has, have rotated as a favorite 
personally. And so they're all fantastic savory blends. They use egg white to bind their flavor, which adds some protein as well, which is pretty rad. And I am happy to announce that the Harper and Soul Provisions snack blends work through the anti-anxiety diet, through nutritional ketosis, and even my 10-day real food detox. So stock up on some in your household, and you will be ready to rock in the new year with whatever entry point of any of my three programs that you decide to delve into. All of the blends are non-GMO, always free of gluten, grains, dairy, soy, corn, highly processed anything, and they're lightly sweetened with just two to three grams of added sugar per serving from organic small batch maple syrup, which is allowed within all of my protocols. So it works out super beautifully. Um, they're anti-inflammatory, like I said, a subtle natural sweetness, but really savory blood sugar balancing, great form of satiety to get you re-harnessed after all the holiday yuck so that you're not dealing with cravings and still serving to boost your brain with a high fat snack. So go on over to harperandsoulprovisions.com, put in the code AllieMillerRD, and you will save 15% on all orders of two or more bags. Awesome. Awesome. Good stuff. Um, so before we get into today's topic, we do some semblance of this episode every year. Um, so I'll just remind listeners of past episodes. If this is an area in terms of goal setting and actually creating structure for your new year that you really want to dig into and see what we've said in past years, there was episode 39 way, way back before I came on as a co-host forming healthy habits episode 67, successful resolutions and goal setting. And then episode 119, owning 2019 manifestations and goal setting for accountability. Ooh, the, the length of the names get longer. Uh-huh. So I think 119 is probably the best one. And then today will be even better just yeah. based on the length. <laughs> totally. Okay. So this is a great topic and um, this is one that we kind of dug in on the new adrenal rehab program a little bit. I know you put a lot of work into creating one handout in particular on mantra. And I just want to spend some time kind of walking through the bullet points of creating a mantra that resonates. And, you know, I think when we start to think about this stuff or call it a mantra, call it a resolution, call it a goal, call it whatever, some people kind of eye roll or they find it a little bit too cheesy. So how do we start to do some of this work and, and make it, you know, work for us and, and kind of keep it real? Yeah. Well, I think some first kind of preliminary things to discuss is when we're thinking about the idea of goal setting, we're coming into this in a space that maybe something needs to be improved, right? Like this whole concept of like self-improvement or self-enhancement or even a change like weight loss. Uh, and I, I always like to come when I'm saying you can't hate yourself to heal, right? You know, you have to be in a space where you look at your body or your system or your lifestyle as yours and you have to love it back to liveliness or you have to really invest within yourself and find a space that you can eliminate negative thoughts and shame and hate. And I think that at this time of the year, a lot of us are just kind of over it. You know, <laughs> we're overfed, we're, you know, overcommitted, we're stretched too thin on a social level, we're overinflated, we're bloated, all these things. And so what's really important when we're thinking on the constructs of mantra is just taking some time to identify the importance of internal thoughts and really understanding the influence that those can have on us. So I do a lot of this work in the anti-anxiety diet, and that's why I really created the Adrenal Rehab Platform to, to go even deeper into some of these lifestyle and mental and emotional pieces of mental wellness and also kind of harnessing that fight-or-flight stress feedback in the body. And one of the big handouts that you referenced, Becky, the mantra handout, it, it first, and in that module in the adrenal rehab course, I first really spent a lot of time empowering the reader with, or the listener viewer, I suppose, with the importance of how negative thoughts can harm. And we talked about this a little bit on a podcast episode. It was called Running on Adrenaline. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I forget the number, but you can search Ali Miller already running on adrenaline. And I start to present this concept of the nocebo effect. And I even have an IG um, TV that I did on this specifically. But, but just to kind of unpack that a little bit, I think that that'll open people's minds to mantra <laughs> because it's fair to say that we all have internal self-talk, right? Like there's always that quote unquote voice in the silent space. And often it's a mean voice. Often it's judgmental and it's second guessing a past thought and it's ruminating or it's anticipatory stressors of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, you know, <laughs> types of things. And it's important to acknowledge that negative thoughts can harm. And so there's actually this concept of, yes, nocebo. And that that literally means that you can inflict harm with negative thoughts. And there's been research studies that actually identify negative thoughts as causing physiological influence in the body and perpetuating a chronic stress response. Um, there were studies where they did, I referenced this in that, that past episode where they did a, a saline drip and told individuals that it was chemotherapy. And so the mind believed that they were getting a, a toxin and they were aware of the side effects of chemotherapy, which is, you know, vomiting and nausea and retching, um, GI distress, hair loss, to name a few. And, um, they saw over 60% of the individuals vomit and, and, and express GI distress, but over 30% of the individuals had hair loss. And I just always like to kind of highlight that the importance of the mind and internal self thoughts and internal self talk on having a physiological impact of stress and damage and, um, you know, inflicting harm on the body. Totally. And that is so, so wild to see hair loss just from a saline drip and the power of your thoughts. So what do you recommend as like a starting point for shifting from this negative self-talk into positive or, or even into like neutral space to start? Yeah. I think that's a better place to start than mantra because it's, it's, um, a little bit more neutral for sure mm -hmm. <laughs> in the sense of it doesn't take on that like poly positive. I always think of Saturday night live, like early nineties. Um, it was Dana Carvey, I think. And he would be like, you know, I'm good enough. I'm smart yeah, enough. Yeah. I'm smart enough. People like me when you look in the mirror, um, like Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. <laughs> I always think of that, um, as like a poly positive, like, ha ha ha, that's silly. But, but if you can at least allow your, yourself to be open to this idea that, okay, I accept that negative thoughts are harmful. Um, what I like to work with clients on doing, or hopefully this is a good challenge for all of you in the new year is to just rewrite negativity into neutrality. So taking something like literally a thought in your head could be, you're such an idiot, um, or a thought in your head can be like, you don't even know what you're doing or, you know, you, that looks terrible on you or whatever. Right. So taking something like you're such an idiot and revamping it to something neutral, like there are areas I can explore further and learn more. Um, and then, you know, that, that, you're such an idiot going from that. There are areas that I can explore further and learn more would be revamped into mantra of I am capable, intelligent, and wise, right? So that's like really taking empowering positive language and trying to instill that within the being. But that first step of shifting negative into neutral is a really great place to go. And so you have to search for hidden negative words like never, should. Um, what are some other negative hidden words, Becky? I have, I don't have the handout pulled up. Um, I don't think I pulled that part into our notes. Like, um, you know, obviously terrible, sure. um, you know, but, but things like should and have, like I have can't, to, yeah. can't never, these are ones that might be kind of in a disguise where we don't see them as negative, but they are, you know, they create a deadline. They create a, a thing that isn't happening or juxtaposition, so, um, I guess that's food for thought to go purchase the adrenal rehab program to really get this full material, but that's the first place is identifying negative thoughts and shifting them into neutrality. And then mantra, you know, by definition is a word or a sound, um, that's repeated to aid in concentration or meditation. And it can serve as an affirmative statement for the purpose of, you know, positivity, motivation, and, and really intention of manifestation, essentially. 
So mantra can range from Sanskrit, like traditional Sanskrit phrases and words. And these have been used, you know, for thousands of years because they're said to have psychological or spiritual powers to them. And then, you know, you could even use mantra in the form of a prayer or scripture or poem or phrase, something that resonates. But you have to think of using this as just like a five pound arm weight helps to build a muscle. Um, You're using this as something that you proactively incorporate within your daily ritual. I say at least five to 10 times every day out loud, and I encourage writing it down. Um, So you might keep it written down on your nightstand or, you know, somewhere inside of your like daily planner. Um, You can pop it up as an alert message on your phone. Like literally that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that's a great way to do that as well, to just kind of you passively are going to get that in your space. Um, and it might find you at a time really of needed. Um, and you can associate each mantra, whether it's a time of transition, um, like every time you get off your desk chair at work, like you're walking to the restroom or prior to meal times, you can associate physical cues as times that you proactively incorporate mantra. Um, every time you glance at yourself in the mirror, for instance, every two hour on the hour mark, (laughs) but in the beginning, it's going to feel forced. Um, and, and you do want to do this so that when you are in need, when the negative thoughts or patterns are louder or harsher, you almost get this like passive osmotic flow of the positivity and the mantra that you're trying to, to cultivate. Totally. Um, is there a particular mantra that you're working with or using right now. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about, um, maybe some of the words to incorporate into mantra and and how to form one, if this is a whole new concept. Yeah. So words wise first, and then I'll kind of go through where where I'm at. And and that kind of goes into our, of course, like manifesting a a word for the year and all that stuff. Um, so I'll kind of save my personal stuff for that part of the conversation, but yeah, so you can, you know, categorical categorically take words like good positive words for health, like if you think of disease, illness, pain, fatigue, counterpart words. So you can actually literally google antonyms mm-hmm. when you're trying to find a mantra. When you're like these are negative thoughts that I have, what are things that can replace? Um so I think of things like the words resilient, vital, vitality, right? Radiant or radiance, alive. These are all really empowering. Um, For anxiety or stress, I think of, again, these uh, oppositional terms like serenity, peace, calm, balance. Uh, For love, if you're someone that's had a really rough year of um, relationships or gone through divorce or haven't found the one and you feel hopeless, um, thinking of things like complete, worthy, fulfilled, lovable. Financial mantra terms could be secure, wealth, abundant, comfortable. And then lows and depression could be things like energized, inspired, motivated, success or successful. And so what you can do with just these words is you can take on these just I am and I am's generally flow really beautifully in um, threes, but they can just be as they are. In fact, one of my favorite ones um, that I love to use, and I don't even always use I am, is the word safe. Um, so I use that all the time in clinical practice with individuals when I feel like their fight or flight axis is just off kilter and they're just going, 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 I'll have them say the word safe and even like strike their, their hands on their, um, thighs. I do this myself all the time. Um, and it's just a way to like, you're telling your body and your space, like I'm safe. This, this is mine. Everything is okay. I'm not going to allow myself go into this deteriorating racing worry space. Um, so it could be, I am safe or, um, in, in threes, there's really beautiful, um, ones that I pitch in my handout. One of them is, um, I am beautiful. I am lovable. I am worthy. Um, but again, if that's too much, like a lot of people cringe at saying I am beautiful, which I think is a really important thing that we need to get there and do the work to get there and accept that. But you might just start with, I am worthy or I'm worthy of love. Um, one of mine that I've been doing, which is actually from, uh, the Prana Shakti dance class, since you asked about my personal, put it in, um, is actually from a song, which I'll link the song here. If any of you need 
a crying shower or <laughs> a good ride home. Um, it's, I am the light of my soul. I am bountiful. I am bliss. Um, and I love that one. And I sing it because of the song. Um, but I will, Brady like laughs because it's like, don't come near Allie's office. I was going to say, is, is that the one Brady makes funny for? <laughs> I am beautiful. I am bountiful. I am bliss. And I just like do it really loud. And I'm sorry. I apologize for all that. You guys <laughs> on, on tune. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just this, like, it, it rushes like this, like, I got this. And it's like a stronger, more powerful Beyonce vibe. Um, so I'll, I'll share that song with you guys. Um, I am grateful. I am enough. So I am is a really kind of easy entrance uh, to mantra. And then you can also use I fill in the action. So I have, I believe, I know, I choose. So I have the power to create change. I believe in the person I am becoming. Like that's a great one going back to that negativity, right? Where we were saying, um, you're such an idiot. I believe in the person I'm becoming. Um, I believe I have the power to heal. I choose positivity and joy. I know how to heal my body or I trust my body in this process. So you're using kind of some of these action words and then you can take an anxiety or a fear or a positive or excuse me, a prior negative thought and you use an empowering action verb and you flip it on its ass. Um, and, and that's a really great uh, approach as well. And then um, there's traditional and, sculpt and scripture approach within this as well. Um, one that I've used in the past as well when I, when I worked at a hippie gem shop back in the day was Om Mane Padme Home. Um, and it's to be said more like, and you do it like a very Sanskrit, right? That's like a very traditional and it, it, that um, is praise to the jewel and the lotus. And so when that, that that's um, what it translates to the and it essentially the lotus grows in mud. Um, and so it's this approach to getting through grit or struggle um, in fact, I remember the, what was it, that movie that was done on, um, Tina Turner and Ike. And, um, she used that phrase. I don't know if this is facts or this is just in the movie, but I know that Tina Turner like became a, a Buddhist, um, and she was dealing with physical abuse, you know, in her marriage. And that was like one of her, like, I can get through this grit, um, at least in the movie. Uh, so I don't know if that was a real thing, but, but it's getting through, you know, these, uh, struggles to create beauty. And that mantra incorporates the six teachings of Buddha, which are generosity, ethics, patience, diligence. Um, and, uh, we're looking at renunciation, excuse me, and, and wisdom. Um, so purifying ego, releasing jealousy, um, and ignorance and hatred and greed. I've totally chanted that in yoga class without knowing what it meant. So thanks really? for that. <laughs> you feel the vibration though? Yeah. No, it's, it's good. You can feel it's it. And yeah, that they say actually like in transcendental meditation, all of the different, you know, approaches that some Sanskrit, you know, like I said earlier with mantra, just being an, a sound like om itself, right? It's mm -hmm. om, and there, there's vibrations that really influence brain waves. And then if, if that all is too, you know, whatever. Um, if there's, you know, Christians listening or whatnot, or, um, you know, of any form, uh, of your religious upbringing, um, you can pull any scripture. Um, so something as simple as like, uh, I am created in the image of God, which is from the book of Genesis, right? So there's something like that, that you can just say when you feel like you're judging yourself, because maybe you don't love yourself right now, but if you love God and God created you, you can find peace within that. Totally. So a lot of different ways to come to a mantra and mantra can change. And like Ali said, this can be something that feels uncomfortable at first or weird or, you know, different um, to be like literally talking to yourself in your car or your office or in front of other people in your home, whatever. Um, but you can try this on and, and kind of, you know, evolve your mantra as your comfortability level, is that a word, level of comfort, 
Making up words. Yeah, I think I am. Um, as your level of comfort though evolves, you know, you can transition and, and change it. And I think that's another, you know, great way to use this. Um, well, I think the way to check yourself sure. is like if you, yeah, it might feel weird or again, right? Like if it doesn't feel genuine, I would say at first fake it till you make it, but then otherwise we rewrite it to neutrality. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And and the reality is you're thinking something. So stop judging yourself for thinking something that you're inserting and controlling and supporting your growth and development as you want it to manifest. Because otherwise those basement subconscious thoughts are going to take the train. So you get to decide if you want to be the conductor or not. Totally. I love that. Um, So another tool that we have available for you guys beyond mantra and um, this worksheet that's available in our adrenal rehab program is the life inventory checklist, which Allie and I decided we need to go through personally and maybe make some updates before we make this available, but it'll be ready to download by the time this episode airs. This is just a a really good way um, and something we recommend doing every year, really good way to get an unbiased look of like, where are you at right now? What's gone on in the past year? And that allows you to determine kind of where you're going next or what areas really need your attention and focus. Absolutely. And it's something as it's a really objective way of assigning always, sometimes, or never. And it's things like, you know, do I pay my bills on time? Do I take the time to be in nature? Um, Do I belly laugh? Uh, Do I read a book (laughs) Um, or have I read a book in the last whatever? And so it's just these things and, and, and there's no right or wrong answer. It's inventory. And then you look at it and you're like, damn it. Right. So there's some of these always that I wish I could just do sometimes. And there's some of these nevers that I got to fit into sometimes. And then you can start to make action oriented goals to, to make that a reality. So Allie, last year, we both picked a word to embody for our year. And I just want to take a moment to remind ourselves of what that was and reflect on that a little bit and see if we were able to embody it and kind of how that came to fruition throughout 2019. Yes. So last year I picked two words. It was a a phrase, if you will. (laughs) It's allowed. (laughs) Yes. It was root deep. And the concept was, I think I was feeling a little heady, a little, um, you know, overly mentally taxed or cerebral from the first book project and getting into the grind of the second one and a little nervous (laughs) that I would lose myself. And something really miraculous happened in 2019. I think that I had some awesome spiritual shifts. I really started a lot more play uh, that helped with Stella and her age and, you know, her helping me to discover at three and three and a half, my inner child. And, and, and that helped me root deep. And then another big component is that I started to move my body more. And with moving my body, I found the way to really break through energy barriers and, maybe areas of disconnect and kind of reconnecting internally and in a way really rooting deep and grounding this year, experienced a lot of nature, even with book tour and such, I was sure to schedule. For instance, when we went from Seattle all the way down to San Francisco, we drove, you know, the the Pacific highway and went through the redwoods and there was a lot of, a lot of rooting deep. Um, and, and within the movement world, I even in September bought Brady a, a pack of private yoga classes. So him and I have been doing couples private yoga, which has been incredible. And I, th- I think that I've also been ruthless with, with saying no and editing commitments. So I think that I was successful with rooting deep. How about you, Becky? <laughs> I definitely want to make sure we, we hit on um, Deb's dance class and, and movement too, and kind of tee that up because we're going to have her on the podcast in January, but we'll go yes. there in a second. Um, my 2019 word was energy. And this came from the year before. I didn't really pick a word, but my whole goal was like all about sleep. <laughs> and I was like, well, I can't like sleep all day. So it's it's very much both of them, I think, geared toward healing from some pretty severe 
adrenal fatigue and just kind of getting my energy back. And I think I've done a really good job in some ways this year, just honoring what my body is capable of in terms of workouts, like really toning it down in terms of intensity. I haven't been probably to a spin class in at least a month, which is big for me. Um, (laughs) But I've been really more focused on like just getting my 10,000 steps, moving my body, you know, at least twice a day, doing some resistance training, but really listening and being intuitive about, you know, taking breaks and and not having to like burn the candle at both ends. A little more parasympathetic. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and I've continued to prioritize sleep as, as just kind of an ongoing, you know, shutting off blue lights an hour before bed most nights, which means that I've read like 20 plus novels this year. I'm really proud of that. Um, Super impressive. Yes. Doing a lot of reading. I'll share my list with you. Um, And then I think I've been also intentional in terms of energy of like what I'm surrounding myself with. So be it, you know, people that maybe are kind of a little bit of a suck on energy. And also I I noticed I was listening to like a lot of nerdy health podcasts and also a lot of like Dateline style true crime podcasts. And I was like, "Mm, we need to lighten things up. So I started doing more like in the realm of comedy and, and just kind of lighter topics in terms of like what I'm putting into my environment. And I think it's done some pretty good work. I'm feeling pretty good. (laughs) And Becky's mom, Liz, Liz, if you're listening, says that we sound like Valley girls. So, you know, we're the best splice of where food is medicine and nerdo nutrition meets funsy podcast. So you're welcome. I mean, mom, get us voice coaching for Christmas if you really want to. <laughs> most, most listeners like our voices. I think we keep it light and fun. And <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. A good hybrid. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like it's been a success so far in 2019. A few more days to go. Um, do you have a word for 2020 picked out yet? Yeah. So Again, last year was root deep and the years before, just to kind of give the whole pathway, I guess, my 2017, that was the first year I I selected a word and that was recalibration, which that was, you know, I had Stella in 2016, June. So recalibration was my move to Austin and 2017 was our three month period of time when we were quote unquote homeless (laughs) or on the road in transition between homes and remodeling. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of recalibration, transitioning my office from a large space to a small space that Becky worked in and shifting staff and all that stuff. And then, uh, 2018 was mellow, although it was not so mellow because I, uh, put out the anti-anxiety diet book and that was a pretty big rev to AllieMillerRD.com and just speaking opportunities and all amazing things and engaging in probably you know, meeting so many of you. And then, so instead of mellow, I selected root deep for 2019 to be a little bit more like proactive, but still working within. Um, and, and I've, I've worked to serve all of them. So yes, 2020, I have decided that the word is connect. So it, it's still kind of along the visual of some like lineage of rooting, right? But connect also means like up and out in my perspective of if I'm, if I'm visualizing the word and some of the things that I'm doing this year as hard commitments to make this a reality are, I told Brady that I would not sign a book deal in 2020. And I actually have like a total strong vision for one that will incorporate, uh, from prenatal into toddler and child, um, nutrition and it's going to happen. I might sign it in 2020. Sorry, Brady, but I won't act on it <laughs> until 2021. <laughs> yeah, I like, told him, I was like, Q4 though. Like that doesn't count, dude. Right. I can totally <laughs> sign a book deal in like October because I just won't start till January. It's fine. Um, so yeah, so, but no book deal or no like big heavyweight deadline in 2020. So that's going to help me to connect. I am really working on deep connection with Stella and, you know, deep, eye contact and soul connection and really working with language with her and being fully present in every moment that I have with her, just soaking it all in, connecting deeper within myself, um, within my relationship with my husband, 
within my relationship with good friends. Because again, with like the stressors of book deals and running a business and things and being a mom, sometimes it just feels like there's not enough minutes in the day. So I'm really working on honoring and nourishing my connections. And within myself, I think that comes with, yeah, also embodying some of the work movement that I've been doing with the Prana Shakti class, which Becky kind of mentioned before, which is a big part also of really my root deep coming to life. And I've been working with a kind of dance meets <laughs> jazzercise meets yoga. I don't know, Becky, how would you describe it? Hippy dippy weird stuff in the best way. <laughs> like I don't I don't know. I mean, it's energy movement. Yeah, it's like spiritual yeah. connective energy <laughs> movement and it's liberating. It's a it's a, a way of connecting to both my inner child and also my deepest part of my spirit and, you know, like our my own inner godliness and finding myself again through movement. And it's a really cool neat thing. And and that's been really awesome. And I, I plan to continue to do that as well for sure. So yeah, I mean, I have the the move to the new house, as you guys know, behind me. So that was like a big transition. I have, you know, this pending book deal thing that just completed in the book came out in uh, early October. So I'm just finally finishing the book tour and I'm looking at continuing to connect deeper with community as well. So food source is a huge one that I feel like I did Pharmacy Austin. That was awesome. And I want to do more of the kind of locavore movement. I eat farm to table. I shop at my farmer's market. But Brady and I talked about committing to two CSAs, a meat CSA through Yonder Way Farms, and then uh, Johnson's Backyard Garden for a vegetable CSA. And I hope to, I'll say it out loud so it's yeah. accountable. <laughs> I hope to have kit, uh, get some chickens going um, in our yard of our new home. March is maybe aggressive. I had March down, but let's say by the summer I will have chickens. Um, so I have to figure out some classes and logistics of a coop and all these things. But that's going to really help. I think it's going to be so fun with Stella as she turns oh, totally. four. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. So we'll have fun naming them. They'll have awesome names. I can tell already. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the final part of connect um, before we go into your word is I plan to connect deeper and continue to really work with expansion with the podcast, with social media. And in, I'm hoping May, I will be relaunching the Naturally Nourished channel on YouTube, which is going to be an awesome spread of content and information and just give you guys more sound bites of how to empower yourself with food as medicine, share, you know, how to address leaky gut or balance hormones or XYZ in shorter tidbits that you can share with family members, loved ones, coworkers, and really create a movement with all of this. So I am connecting in all ways in 2020. Totally. And I'm super excited about the YouTube channel as just a way to take a lot of what we do already on the podcast and kind of spin some of that content into more, you know, shorter sound bites that, yeah, you don't have to listen to an hour plus <laughs> sometimes episode um, to really get and drill down on some of the concepts. So we're super, super pumped to share that with you guys coming soon. Yes. So Becky, what is your 2020 word? Okay. So I think my word is fluid or maybe fluidity. <laughs> Okay. Might sound okay. better. Yeah, I'm right. not sure. Um, I was kind of toying with the concept of like release and letting go, but those felt more negative and fluid just felt more kind of all encompassing. And I think kind of one of the first things that, that had this word, um, come to me was, um, Dr. Deb's dance class that you took me to last week. Was it last week? Yeah. Last yeah. week when we did a kind of little work retreat in Austin and we kicked off our four day or five day retreat with a movement class. And I noticed that a lot of my movements were like really rigid and I had a hard time kind of getting in the flow of things. And, you know, I'm a former or, or still am certified to teach yoga and just have been doing a lot more in terms of my movement with my body, um, 
going to the gym and doing more like, you know, high rep, low weight type of Mm -hmm. stuff that's a little bit more structured and rigid. And I've enjoyed it because I've seen muscle definition and feel like I'm getting stronger, but I kind of miss the yoga or just movement that's a little bit more connected. So in that sense, I think we'll just be going to more dance classes together. And I'd love to also get back to either home practice or like a weekly practice in a yoga studio just to kind of move in a different way. Um, And then the other way that this word speaks to me is just in terms of kind of letting go of some old patterns that are not serving and, and some, you know, noticing some energy sucks in my life of people and things that I'm, you know, spending time on that, that don't need it, including social media and certain relationships and and things of that nature. So just kind of letting go of what's not serving to make space for new stuff and uh, lots of new stuff coming in 2020 for sure. Awesome. Awesome. So let's share. So yes, within a retreat, we had Prana Shakti class. Yes. We also had an in-home yoga class. Becky got to join in on the last class that Brady and mine. Wasn't that great too? It's like a really good round. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so awesome. We were talking about uh, bringing that in as like a weekly team Uh ritual as well, which I think would be a really good way to kick off our week. Most totally. It's just, again, I've realized more and more at age 35 and being a dancer, it's so strange because, you know, I was a dance major and, and I was so in tune with my body, like every, everything. And I think I almost rejected that. And so for so long, I've been very disconnected and I've been hiking and moving my body, but it's so different when you do breath led mm-hmm. flow. Um, so it's, yeah, it's been really fun. And Brady likes it. I can tell. <laughs> he was into so, it and he wasn't mm-hmm. complaining at all. Although he still says his favorite pose is corpse pose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it time for corpse pose? Um, yeah. And so we also did something else freaky during our, our time <laughs> together, which was our moon ritual. And so it was actually the evening after the Prana Shakti class. And we found out on 12-12 at 12-12 a.m. was the last full moon of the decade. And um, we also, it was, oh goodness, it was called the cold moon. Yes. And so we went out and we got a chimenea, a little fire pit thing. And um, we, after we put Stella down, of course, Brady was into it. He did it with um, Becky and I. And we wrote down 12 things because of the 1212 at 1212, 12 things that we wanted to release and we burned them in the fire. So one of mine was like, um, it was, I wrote at the top, I will release dot, dot, dot. And then I said like, um, unrealistic deadlines or, um, expectations of myself or, uh, being an over performer, um, rumination. Right. So, okay. That's enough for you guys. So I put 12 things and then, um, we also wrote down things that we wanted to embody and then it gets even better. So we went into my, <laughs> I'm in a Texan who has gun cases and the only things in the gun <laughs> are crystals, <laughs> no guns in this house. Um, and so we grabbed crystals because I told you guys, I used to work at a hippie gem shop, like back in circa 2004. And um, so I have like these big quartz crystals and adventuring and uh, of course like smoky quartz and amethyst and a bunch of tourmalines like indicolites and watermelon tourmalines and different awesome barrels And so we picked the top six because we didn't have room for 12 really, but we had cases of them out and and charged them under (laughs) the full moon, of course, on top of the embodied papers. It's like, bing, pretty cool. Yes. And (laughs) we kept all of those crystals in my, out in my home. We have not put them back in the cases. So we're like letting things, you know, happen, marinate all the goodness. Totally. And I was just surprised by um, how many crystals you guys had. You've told me about it, but when four cases came out, yeah. <laughs> yep. we like Watch went out. through and, and picked the most powerful ones, but it was a really cool activity. And I think it's something that, you know, you don't have to have the full moon at 1212 or write 12 things, but 
if a resolution or a goal like doesn't speak to you because that feels too rigid or picking a single word is too narrow, that would be a great thing to do. Crystal will feel very natural. Crystal would feel totally (laughs) natural. No, but like the writing down. (laughs) Yeah, just hold a crystal. I still don't know what I'm supposed to even do with my crystals. I just have like three next to my bathtub. So maybe you can educate me on that. It's just like, the thing is, regardless of what you buy into the energetics, you have to at least appreciate the geological impact of like, you know, certain longitude and latitude manifests or creates from the pressure of the universe, these beautiful pieces. Um, and so, yeah, it's pretty wild. There's definitely some energy charge. So anyway, if I've lost you guys, I swear I'm very <laughs> Um, so <laughs> let's talk about putting it all together. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, even without the crystals, you could just write down a list of like five things to embody, five things to release and, and you don't have to burn it into fire, but you could bury it or throw ceremony. it in the trash or ceremony is, is cool though. Yeah. yeah. I think that as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate like, again, in a way, like I kind of rejected, um, with maybe religion change or whatever, like cult, like culture in some ways or like traditions that I grew up and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like seeking it and I'm like hungry for like ceremony, tradition. And so I think that that's a really cool part. And that's an element of connect for me in uh, 2020 as well. Totally. Um, so let's talk a little bit just about kind of the balancing act and, and, you know, how to be mindful in this coming year of, capacity and stress balance and kind of how to determine, you know, what you're going to take on and things that you're putting in place to, as you always say, like bubble wrap yourself from the overwhelm and the burnout. Yes. So yeah, within this kind of connect element, I'm I'm really working on being more present. And so something that Brady and I have been talking about is um, putting a charging station in our home or committing to keeping our phones charging in our house when Stella is around. So I have become incredibly ADD with my phone and it's all Instagram's fault. Um, (laughs) It is. Um, Because I'm always like, oh, I want to answer DMs. I need to keep up with things. I need to check on from this element that I'm trying to share, you know, how people are engaging with it because it really is an awesome connection in many ways, but it's also such a distraction of purpose and a disconnect. And so I'm really working on the less screen time. And I've thought about the apps that, you know, cut off a time. That's just not going to work for me. I'm not a rule follower like that. I'm going to get annoyed. There might be something timely going on with government or whatever. I'm going to want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to check a recipe. Like, so no, I'm not going to do that but I will commit to a a charging station. So I think that that's going to be a big piece. Um, And Brady and I both said like in the evening, we're going to also commit to like not just sitting in a scroll hole next to each other. We're going to charge our damn phones and connect with each other. So I think that that'll be great. And by disconnecting through technology, I'll be able to really serve everyone deeper by actually scheduling in pockets. So I told Brady, I was like, I'm going to schedule in an hour a day of Instagram and that's all I'm going to allow myself to use that app for. Um, and I think that, that that will be really great. And then um, the big idea within keeping this balancing act without like signing a new book deal and the pressure of creating something new and whatnot is I'm really focusing on sharing and repopulating the content that's out there that I've been working on for the last decade of my career and just disseminating versus recreating. So that's a big kind of focus as well. So it's less burnout because I think of it as circular versus like outward or like really stressing. And always with any of these things, I think that Stella is a fantastic check of energy Mm -hmm. as she grabs my cheek. (laughs) I'm not looking at her. And, um, you know, just, I watched a really awesome, I have to link it you guys for, for this topic of resolutions and focus of the new year. I cannot think of her name, but I watched a TED talk and she is a TV producer. It's a TV producer that did Grey's Anatomy and um, she calls herself a Titan and she has three children and she talks about how for a year she committed to saying yes to everything and how the biggest shift in her life was when her youngest looked at her as she was heading out the door to a meeting and said, mama, will you play with me? 
and how she had to say yes. And she talks about how she thrives working and she doesn't thrive playing, but she like had this kind of epiphany. You got to watch it about how finding your inner play manifests more creativity and more workflow and um, how she had lost her inner hum, her inner drive, her inner vigor, because she was so burnt out with the manifestation. So yeah, I'm I, it like really checked me energy wise. And I'm, I'll share that with you guys. I think that everyone will hopefully get something out of that. And my techniques of all of this beyond the charging station and the staying connected and the humming <laughs> is yoga, breath work, reconnecting with my body, dancing, moving, um, saying no and and scheduling breaks. I love it. And I'll hold you to that as best as I can. Um, I just looked it up. It's Shonda Rhimes. Does that ring a bell? Does that sound? Yes. My year yes. of yes. I, it? Um, I don't think so. So I'm going to add this to my watch list and I'll put it in the show notes for today as well. Oh, you need to watch it like now. Okay. After I'll watch it tonight. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So before we go into rapid fire mode, let's have a word from today's sponsor, F-Bomb. The whole Miller household is obsessed with F-Bombs. You will see us dropping one or two or three, potentially all within a day. Uh, F-Bomb is a fat-fueled company that has nut butters, premium oils, pork sticks, and cheese crunches known as Keto Crunch. We love all of these products and use them as snacks to keep us fat adapted and also to hold off hunger, maintain blood sugar stability in the household. And I feel all three of these snacks are fantastic for children. Great ways to tame hanger, which is the hungry, angry irritability. Um, And they can work really convenient, creating satiety with fantastic flavor. Yes, I absolutely love having the F-bomb jars on hand too, the new jars in the fridge to be able to scoop out like a tablespoon of nut butter whenever I'm home. And then I can reserve the packs for more when I'm on the go. And you better believe they've been in my purse through like all of the holiday events. And in case there's nothing else suitable to eat around, they're always a lifesaver for sure. So head on over to dropanfbomb.com slash RD to see all of Allie's favorite F-bomb products and to save on your own order of F-bombs. Yes. My current favorite is the macadamia nut and coconut blend. Stella's favorite right now is macadamia nut pecan. She's always rotating. (laughs) Mama, what flavor is that one? Um, But we really love them all. And Brady's just team chocolate always. He always digs the chocolate macadamia nut F-bomb packs. So they all pack about 200 calories. They are fat-fueled snacks. They are clean ingredients and something that, like I said, we use on the regular. So go on over to dropanfbomb.com backslash AllieMillerRD. That's when, as Becky said, you can check out my my favorites, and you will be able to save and let them know that you heard about them through the Naturally Nourished podcast. Okay, so a little rapid fire. I've been loving these lately toward the end of our podcast, and I think you're getting more and more concise with your answers as we go on. (laughs) Um, So let's just talk about a few different areas that listeners might have goals in and just best ways of approaching these goals or kind of a starting point, starting with action, action, wellness, exactly. Okay. Let's do Um, it. So starting with weight loss. Okay. So for weight loss, um, the first thing I would focus on is action is get a spot right now, like pause, hold the phone in my 12 week food is medicine, virtual ketosis class. Keto is the best way to lose weight. It is going to be a way that you can actually maintain lean body mass, which means that your metabolism stays active and you will lose fat as fuel. As you reduce calories in a ketogenic diet, you actually metabolize your body's fat reserves as a fuel source to build ketones out of. So when you're doing it right and you're using food as medicine, that's the best way for weight loss. If you're setting a weight loss goal, make sure you are specific and you are going to look at potentially 
quantitative within qualitative measures, but thinking about X amount of time, in what period of time, how you're going to assess that. And as you know, Becky and I are big fans of not worrying about so much weight loss in the numbers, but looking at body composition change. That's when we get really more beneficial health outcomes. So don't let yourself get too bogged down by weight tracking in the beginning anyway, um, or throughout your process, really look at the big picture. So I'm kind of saying undo a smart goal for weight loss, but you could do a smart goal within weight loss of accountability within my program and then sticking to smart goals within that construct. Like I am going to intermittent fast four days a week and I will do that for three months, something like that. Love it. What about digestive issues? So like bowel changes or shifts or bloating? I'd say the first place to start is with my probiotic challenge. That's going to allow you to determine if you're in a state of dysbiosis or symbiosis. Um, So if your gut is in imbalance or if it has good gut bacteria, that way you can determine if you need to do the beat the bloat cleanse. If you are dealing with really significant dermatitis like skin conditions, acne, eczema, um, psoriasis, uh, GI distress, irregular bowels, cramping, you likely are just going to go right into that beat the bloat candida and dysbiosis cleanse. It's a six week protocol. It really plows the gut to help you to push reset so that you can then re-inoculate the good bugs and optimize your digestion. If you feel it's a food sensitivity, elimination diets are the gold standard. I like to recommend just getting right at it with the MRT test. This is the best inflammatory food panel on the market. It looks at 170 foods and chemicals and really works as like a GPS of what is going to be your superfood versus your kryptonite. Okay. What about mood? And real quick on the digestive issues, there's also a bundle of supplements. Um, I'll go back to the last one for weight loss. There's a bundle of supplements called Keto Essentials, which is fantastic to check out in the digestive issues. Aside from the beat the bloat cleanse, if you're not going that world um, and after you've done the probiotic challenge, there is the Digestive Basics, I believe it's called, um, and that has the GI lining support powder to protect against leaky gut or start to heal your gut lining. It has the Digestate enzyme and it has... um, a, uh, the restore baseline probiotic to do that probiotic challenge and potentially use as your baseline. Awesome. Okay. Um, what about mood? Okay. So for mood, whew, I would say starting with the anti-anxiety diet is the best approach. Um, and so the anti-anxiety diet book, and then you compare that with the anti-anxiety diet cookbook to get more recipes, of course, and, and more food culinary support. Um, the supplement that I would start with is going to be the anti-anxiety diet jump, excuse me, anti-anxiety jumpstart, which incorporates relax and regulate, which is that magnesium powder with myo inositol, calm and clear, which would be my desert island supplement and uh, GABA calm to mitigate anxiety and intensive stress moments. Um, the big thing otherwise for mood that I would do in this episode, we really talked a lot about that negative thought process and mantra. I would say purchase the adrenal rehab program to really start to do some of the deep dive work and really understand how stress is impacting your mood. Awesome. What about energy? Adrenal rehab also? I would. (laughs) Yes, I would do adrenal rehab program for energy as well as the adrenal rehab bundle. Um, That's going to have the bio C plus. We know that of all the glands in the body, the adrenal glands uh, store the most vitamin C. Um, That helps to metabolize cortisol and also aid in cortisol production if you're running low. The adrenal rehab bundle has an adrenal glandular in there as well as adaptogen boost, which adaptogenic herbs help us to be more resilient to stress and aid with stress-induced fatigue. So probably adaptogen boost would be just a supplement that could stand alone. I'd also consider the B12 boost as a sublingual uh, direct energy boost. And as a lab, you know, you could do the like neurohormone panel with the cortisol assessment within adrenal rehab, but you might want to look at the micronutrient test for energy as well, because it could be CoQ10, it could be pantothenate, it could be zinc. Um, So that would give us a good assessment of where you're at as a base point and a great way to start the new year with that information. All right. And then what about sleep? So goals of working on our sleep or addressing insomnia. Yeah. So there's a great podcast episode we have out there, episode 81, Addressing Insomnia with Food is Medicine. Um, It talks about routine and ritual like sleep hygiene and support. Um, We're also looking at the sleep support supplement and relax and regulate. And I'd also emphasize CBD oil as a good component here. And starting an exercise program. 
Goodness. Find something that you enjoy. Yeah. (laughs) Super important as I discussed in this episode and, um, something that really makes you feel alive and, um, experiences a connection within your body. I think so much of us, not only do we sit too long, um, but we just also are so disconnected and the best way to love and honor and nourish your body is to reconnect within the first place. So do things that incorporate, you know, you really honoring and connecting within your body and taking the time to refamiliarize yourself. And last one, learning to cook or getting back in the kitchen. Well, I would say the Anti-Anxiety Diet Cookbook, Naturally Nourished, original cookbook, which is now available only as an ebook, would be another great tool. Um, but you guys just wait for the launch of the Naturally Nourished YouTube channel where we will have weekly food as medicine cooking demos, and that's going to be amazing. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So hopefully we've given you guys some really good tools and some stuff to ponder on as you close out your 2019. And as always, please head on over and leave us a five-star review if you love the Naturally Nourished podcast so that we can keep doing what we're doing and sharing all this information with you. Awesome. And I'm sure that I have developed at least some tool uh, to support your wellness to make this year your best yet. So I hope to see you in the 12-week virtual ketosis class that starts again January 8th. Make sure you snag a spot there. Or if you've already participated and you've already repeated it and you feel like you're rock and roll there, definitely check out the Adrenal Rehab Program, the books I have out there, and or how you can layer or adjust your supplement strategy using the Naturally Nourished Supplement line, formulas that are safe, effective, potent, and pure. And as you know, (laughs) Becky and I, that's the only way we survive. Um, So go on over to AllieMillerRD.com and check out all the things. And thank you always for all of your love and support. Um, I so am grateful for the way that you guys are really holding up this food as medicine community and um, can't wait to see what the new year brings. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.